Greetings, and welcome to the Get Hiking Southeast podcast. I'm Joe Miller, and I'll be leading this adventure. Why me? Why am I at the front of the pack? Well, for the last decade or so, I've been leading hikes and backpack trips in the Southeast, and for nearly three decades, I've been writing about adventure in the region as a newspaper columnist, guidebook author, and as a blogger. Our focus in the Get Hiking Southeast podcast, telling the stories of the hikers and the trails, especially those lesser-known trails in the southeastern United States. Big news in North Carolina last week. The General Assembly's final budget for 21-22 fiscal year includes nearly $30 million in non-recurring funds for the Complete the Trails Fund, marking the first time North Carolina has made a significant direct investment in trails. That's according to the release. I'm not quite sure what it means, but we will find out. This money is going to go toward uh, helping to complete the state trails project. You may remember that episode 14, way back at the beginning of the year, we interviewed Smith Rayner, who heads up the trails, uh, state trails program for North Carolina State Parks, uh, about the parks, uh, uh, about the state trails program, which includes currently 11 state trails programs, including the East Coast Greenway, Fauna Flora Trail, Hickory Nut Gorge Trail, Mountains to Sea Trail, Northern Peaks Trail, the Overmountain Victory Trail, and the Wilderness Gateway Trail. Those are all hiking trails. And also the Dan Deep, French Broad, and Yadkin River Trails. The Deep um, also includes some uh, hiking trail. And this uh, provision also includes for the addition of a 12th statewide trail, the Roanoke River Trail. So this money will go toward, uh, one, creating a trails coordinator, which will oversee this program. Uh, and we'll also go toward uh, advancing the development of these trails, which is uh, pretty awesome, um, pretty awesome news for the state. We are going to hopefully catch up with Smith Rayner in the next week or two and find out exactly what this means. Uh, that's a significant chunk of money for trail development, and we will hope to find out exactly or as exactly as possible where that money is going to go and how quickly it will result in trail development. And that is the news for this week. I am a big, big fan of the season that we are about to head into, the season of winter. In my mind, winter is one of the best times to be out on the trail, in part because there aren't that many other people out there, but also because with the undergrowth pretty much barren, the canopy gone, you can see deep into the woods on a sunny day. The woods are illuminated. It's just a different world, especially on a cool, crisp day. To be out on the trail is just kind of a magical thing. And one of the magical things about it is it's a good time not to necessarily stay on the trail, which is why we do a class. It's called Get Oriented, Finding Your Way in the Woods, in which we try to make people feel a little bit more confident about venturing off the trail. Not necessarily way off the trail, but say you're hiking along and you see a, especially in this neck of the woods in the southeast, you see a pile of stone off to the side, maybe 20, 30 yards deep into the woods, and you think, huh, I wonder what that's about. You want to go over there and check it out. Well, 
You can see the pile of stone pretty easily from where you are, but when you get over to the pile of stone, will you be able to get your way back to the trail? That is a lot about what this Get Oriented class is about. So I'm going to go over a few things that we go over in this class to make you feel a little bit more confident about your ability to go off trail, even just a little bit, and really even your ability to maintain the trail that you're on. Because again, sometimes uh, not all the trails that we hike are, um, are well blazed. Sometimes in winter, they're a little harder to follow. Uh, this would apply especially to some of the Forest Service trails that are a little bit more primitive, but again, those are trails that tend not to get quite as much attention. So, here are a few tips for venturing out in the winter and maybe not necessarily staying on the trail. So before you even set foot on the trail, and this is assuming that you're probably gonna start out on a trail, first, take a map. This is a mandatory step. Even if you're hiking a trail that you know well, there's always the possibility that there could be blowdown that causes you to, um, to have to deviate from the course, that there's a landslide maybe. Maybe you get to a creek that's, got, um, that's, uh, that's high that you're going to have to walk upstream to cross. There are a lot of instances where you, just, you need to have a map to help you navigate. Again, even if it's a trail that you've hiked every week for the last three years. So get a good map, um, that, preferably get a topo map, and those can be hard to find. I know that there are some state parks, uh, South Mountain State Park here in North Carolina has a great topo map that they sell in the visitor center. It's only five bucks, uh, but it gives you such a great idea of where you are, uh, where you're going to go. It gives mileages, uh, and it just it shows you the lay of the terrain terrain so you'll know about what you're up against short of that even just a standard map that a handout map that is um, available at a lot of trailheads that'll work or even if there's no map often there will be um, at the kiosk trailhead there will be a, a map that you can take a picture of with your smartphone even that'll be helpful um, so first of all yes take a map Take a compass um, and get the basic understanding of, of how the compass works. As long as you just know whether you're headed north, south, east, or west, that can prove invaluable information if you get out there and you're thinking, huh, I wonder if I'm in the right place. Well, if you point the, um, your directional arrow down the trail and you know where north is, you'll be able to tell what direction you're headed in and whether that maybe is the direction you want to be going. So, pack that compass. Especially this time of year, you want to check the sunset time. It is, right now, it's in decline. It'll be in decline for about, um, well, actually less than a month. Um, we are close to where the sunset is the, um, is the earliest that it's going to be. We get into early December, and uh, sunset actually starts to... Um, improve again. So check sunset just to make sure, like if you're planning a five mile hike on pretty challenging terrain and you hike about two miles an hour, you're probably not going to want to set out after three o'clock because there's a good chance that you might end up on the trail at dark. So just be sure to check the sunset time. Always be sure to know the land that you're exploring if 
you have an inkling that you might be going off trail. Um, and that could just be as simple as having hiked the trail several times before. You know what to expect, you know what the trail's like, and maybe there's an area that you've seen that you're interested in, um, in checking out that's not right on the trail. So be familiar with any, any hike that you're going to do um, that you think you might go off trail. Just know, um, be familiar with it before you get to that point. Once you're on the trail, be sure to know your blazes. So at the trailhead and on any trail maps, the trails uh, should be identified by the color blaze. Um, they almost always are. And this will obviously be helpful too if you've got, if you've got your trail map in, the, in your pack um, or if you've taken a picture at the kiosk. You get to an intersection and you're on a yellow trail and there's a red trail that goes off to the right. That'll give you a sense of, um, do I take the red trail? It looks a little bit longer. Do I have time to do that? Just something to be cognizant about. And it's also good as you're hiking along just to take note of, of key landmarks. Um, and that might be as simple as uh, a huge white oak tree that's um, kind of towering above everything else. Just helps you to kind of keep track of where you are along the way. You get out there, and if it's an out and back, for instance, you turn around and you're thinking, wow, I'm not sure how much farther I have to go to get back. Well, you see that white oak tree, and you might think, oh, well, I saw that about 15 minutes into the hike. So I'm pretty close to being back. So just kind of keep note of, of some of the key landmarks. <clears throat> so when you get to the point where you might be interested in going off the trail, again, say you're walking along and you see, um, you see a pile of stone that's maybe 30 yards into the wood and you want to check it out. If you've got that map and compass, get those out. Um, and you can pick a bearing. You'll know the direction so you're... If you're hiking north and the uh, stone that you're going to check out is, is directly to your east, then you'll know that on the way back from checking out that stone, you'll want to be hiking west. So it's as simple as that. Um, a little bearing, because once you get there, say you hike out there enthusiastically and you start checking things out, and then all of a sudden it's time to get back and you're thinking, oh shoot, <clears throat> where did I come from? So... Take a bearing. Um, also, check out and see if there are any landmarks on the trail where you are. Because if, if you can pick out a, a big tree or if there's um, a boulder or something like that, that'll give you an easy reference to get back. So, yes, you get out there and you check and you find that you've um, you found this pile of stone and it looks like it actually might have been an old uh, chimney, the base of a chimney. You might look around a little bit more, start poking around. You might find signs of an old foundation. You might see a depression that's, I don't know, maybe three, four feet deep, maybe six, seven feet around, signs of an old root cellar. Uh, if you're hiking in late January, you might see um, daffodils, which is usually a sign of an old homestead. There's just a number of things poking around that you might you might find. On a hike that we did this past Saturday, we stumbled into what was a dumping ground back probably 
probably only 50, 60 years ago, and we found old wash basins. Um, everything was rusted out. Um, but it was pretty fascinating, and it provided a glimpse into what life might have been like back in the day. But it's easy to get distracted. You get out there, you're poking around. Um, and when it's time to get back to the trail, you'll just want to know, um, for instance, if you took that reading with your compass and you know that you hiked east from the trail to get to this uh, pile of stone, that you'll need to hike west back. Um, so just, you know, be, be cognizant of that. Actually, a, a landmark works a little bit better because um, they're a little bit easier to imprint in your mind. Um, but either, you know, uh, compass bearing, if you're comfortable with the, using the compass, a landmark if you're not so um, comfortable. So, even if you're hiking in a state park and you get off course, um, there are a few things that you want to keep in mind to, um, to get back to where you want to be, to where you're comfortable, back on the main, um, back on the main trail, armed or um, timbered, and you will find that old roadbeds weave through these areas. Now, some of, the, some of these roadbeds will appear on maps. Some of them won't. I'm not exactly sure why. Uh, in this area in particular, there are a lot of old roadbeds that do not appear on maps, and maybe it's because they weren't particularly significant roadbeds, but they're, um, they're significant all the same because they eventually led somewhere. They led from typically from homesteads into town, or maybe they led down to a mill that was at the river. Um, they're usually a good bet to follow to find your way back to civilization. So keep an eye out for those. Um, if you're still confused, then if you've picked up that map, there should be a number that you can call. And it will be a park office number. And this is, this is, this is where some people could avoid a lot of trouble and expense and embarrassment, um, is by calling that number. And if you're calling that number during a time when the park office is, um, is being staffed, there's also often a good chance that you can describe where you are and they might be able to bring you back in. I had two friends that were canoe, uh, canoeing at Merchant's Mill Pond State Park in the northeastern part of North Carolina. They were on a canoe trail, but then they lost the canoe trail. And uh, this swamp area, I mean, they're just fingers. The water goes all over the place. They had no idea where they were. And they had about an hour of sunlight left. And so wisely, instead of just paddling in circles, they called the park office. And the, um, the person who, parked, who uh, staffed the, the desk just said, well, okay, tell me where, what you see around you. And they described their surroundings. And she goes, oh, okay. So if you, if you head about, um, about 20 yards to the north you'll pick up the trail again. And I guess that comes from having to bring in enough people that get lost on these, these trails that um, they were able to provide a pretty, pretty quick and easy solution. One of the great things that these women did to begin with was not to panic and to logically think about what their options were. And that's, 
that's so much about what um, not getting lost in the woods is about. It's, it's about following some of these basic rules, but also about just taking a deep breath and employing common sense. Um, and finally, if you can't raise anyone at the park office, <clears throat> last resort is to call 911, provided you're in an area that gets a signal. Um, if you're in an area that doesn't get a signal, you should, and you don't have um, a, a Zolo or uh, a Spot or one of the um, satellite emergency responder devices, you shouldn't be going off trail. So if you're if you're hiking in a state park, you know it's got a, a cell signal. You can't get anybody at the park office. You can dial nine one one. They will get in touch with the rescue personnel who will get back in touch with you. And provided there's not a, a real emergency, they might be able to talk you back in because these people go, they do response. Um, they probably will first hook you up with uh, somebody, a ranger at the park, who will be your best bet for being able to, to get guided back in. Um, but that is a last resort. Um, you really don't want to have rescue personnel called out especially if there's not an emergency. However, if you're getting to a point where it's getting dark, this time of year it's getting cold, uh, if it's raining, if you're ill-equipped to, um, to spend the night, then yeah, it's, it's an option. But it's also an opportunity perhaps um, just to get more information that will help you get back on your own. So those are some basic tips for venturing into the woods in winter and, um, and venturing off trail. Like I said, we have a, a class and we're going to be touring with that class this winter. Um, it's a lot of fun. We spend about half an hour going over basic uh, map and compass, um, how to use them. And then we traipse off into the woods and... Um, we use the map and compass, and we also just, the main goal is to relate how the topo lines on the map and all the information you get from the map, how that relates to reality. And that, once you're comfortable with that, you can solve so many problems. And I, I say this because this past weekend we did our first winter wild trip, which is a series of five monthly winter hikes that are largely off trail. And we, um, so there were two points. I had a, a general route on this hike, and there were two points where we um, deviated from the route. One was because I had entered bad map information into a map that I created on CalTopo, which is a great mapping software uh, if used properly. Um, so I entered some bad information. We took a, a wrong turn. And we wound up in a drainage that was not the drainage that we needed to be in. Still not quite sure how I did that. But but it was pretty easy to figure out from the map and the compass that we were in the wrong drainage. And we were able to, re re uh, we were able to correct ourselves pretty easily. And the second time came when there was a, a road indicated on the map, an old roadbed, that would take us down to the river before we got to an area where um, the, the slope down to the water was pretty steep. And we missed that, just had to go uphill a little bit um, 
to avoid a cliff face at the water. Um, but uh, both times I knew exactly where the mistake had been and we were easily able to correct it. So good skills to have, especially as we head into winter, which again is one of my favorite times of year. And we will be talking a lot more about winter hiking in the weeks to come. So thanks so much. Have a great Thanksgiving weekend. I hope you're able to get out and enjoy it. Take some friends and family out and show them what they've been missing. Okay, so that's that's our show for this week. I'm going to include some links in the show notes where you can find some additional helpful information about finding your way in the woods, including our tip sheet that we give out as part of the class. So, happy Thanksgiving, and we will see you in a week. That's our show for this week. I hope you liked it and that you'll be back. In the meantime, a reminder that the Get Hiking Southeast podcast is a part of the Get Hiking and Get Backpacking universe, where instead of just telling you about great places to go, we take you there. We have one more backpack trip in 2021. The weekend of Friday, December 10th through Sunday, December 12th, will be in the Burkhead Mountain Wilderness region of North Carolina's Uari National Forest. It's a three-mile hike to camp on Friday, a 10-mile loop hike in day packs in the wilderness on Saturday, then on Sunday, a hike to one of the, the one panoramic spot in the Uari's atop Little Long Mountain. We're going to start the new year in style, if a day late, with an 11-mile day hike on Sunday, January 2nd on the Weetop Trail in North Carolina's coastal Croatan National Forest. The, sur- the first six miles of this hike are a lovely stroll through coastal pine and hardwood forest. The last five miles is a wild ride through a forest yet to recover from a hurricane a few years back. As adventurous a way to start the new year as we could come up with. And we've scheduled our first two backpack trips of the year. The weekend of January 14th through the 16th, we will head back to the Croatan to hike the 22-mile Nusiak Trail. This two-night trip explores coastal swamp, pine savanna, and ends up with a mile-long run along the sandy southern banks of the mile-wide Noose River. The last weekend in February, we head to the high country for a winter trip on the Appalachian Trail from Max Patch to Hot Springs, North Carolina. We start on a Friday afternoon and wind up in Hot Springs 20 miles later around noon on Sunday. You can learn more about these adventures and everything else we do at GetGoingNC.com. Click on Explore With Us. If you like what we're doing here at the Get Hiking Southeast podcast, please do leave a review with the podcast vendor from whom you receive this weekly communication. And if you don't like it or if you have some constructive criticism or perhaps a topic for an upcoming episode, drop us a line at joe at getgoingnc.com. Until we meet again, get out and explore. Thank you.